0: and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We are back and digging deeper about how women farmers can establish a brand for our farm businesses. Marketing entrepreneur Diane Lohr shares her four tips to define your own unique brand. Ask the question, how do you want people to feel when they buy your products? Diane is a marketing professional with a love for healthy food and owns and operates Adunate Word and Design, which specializes in helping food and agricultural organizations grow their business. She grew up eating homemade granola and carob in the 1960s and 70s, was involved in the dairy industry in the 1980s, and today lives on a small farm with her husband where they raise a majority of their own food. We are back with Dai Lore and digging deeper into how we as women farmers can think about and establish a brand, an image, a story, right, Dai, about Mm -hmm. what we're all about and how that can... Help that farm cash flow keep coming. Well, yeah. So, what would you recommend for this process?
1: Yeah. So, first, when we think of a brand, we should really define it a little bit. And commonly, you think of soap or something exactly, really. Exactly. <laughs> we think of the name or we think of what it or is. The or Dole the Pillsbury Doughboy or something. Goofy. Yeah. yeah. But brand covers so much more, it's everything about brand what you are, or who you are, what your product is, or the service, or your business. Um, Every aspect of it. And anything that portrays your image, per se, to your customer is what your brand is. And so that covers visual, emotional, all aspects. And I thought of four ways to go about that. And the first of those four steps I think back to my journalism days when we had to learn the five W's and an H. The who, where, what, when, why, and how. And those all apply to marketing as well. So the first step would be to go through those. So get a piece of paper out, um, someone, your business partner, someone who has an open mind, and really brainstorm and answer those questions. Who are you? What is your target market? What product do you produce? What emotion do you want to project? Where do you sell your product? Where are your customers located? When do you start your business? When do customers want or need to buy your products? Why do you do what you do? Why is your product special? How do you produce your product? How do you want to appear to your customers? And the list can just go on and on. Those are just some basic questions. Yeah, that's so helpful. But on and on. Ask yourself 50 questions minimum and answer those questions. And then you can start to get a feel of who you are as a person, who is your business, um, who is your target market, what their demographics are. You answer so many questions, and that is the foundation of your brand.
0: And those are things that, I don't want to call them simple or hard, they just take a little bit of time, right? And they're things that we don't do, Mm -hmm. and they're easy to overlook, and they're things that we don't think about. Like, if we just bring it, it will sell, right? Or it should sell. Or if you're not buying my garlic, it's your problem, not mine, Correct, yeah. (laughs) But but I love how you talk about how we want
1: people to feel,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: because... We want them to feel something, but we don't really think about that. Right. And we as humans are emotionally driven. That's one of the major marketing um, tactics is capturing that person's emotions. So that's something you do want to ask. How am I able to match what my customer's emotional needs might be? Um, If I portray my business in this way, am I going to match that emotional need? Or perhaps I need to appeal to a different emotion. Um, with your in, I love your name, in serendipity, you're capturing that idea of serendipitous adventure. <laughs> That's um, us. Coming up from... <laughs> Not really, you don't no end up why. Yep. And, yeah. Um, whereas someone else might look at their farm and see something else, a, a magnificent oak or the wind blowing through the trees, and that might be an idea that they're going to capture so many different things. And these questions, those five W's and the H, the how, help you to answer, help you to see and think about things that you didn't think about before. And I love the how
0: because I think especially in the organic community, we just, do it because that's how we do it, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: we don't realize how different that is, is. really, and what that means, and and how much opportunity for education there is there, too, because Mm -hmm. particularly with organics, and Moses has a ton of great fact sheets online, particularly for this, and how to explain organics, Mm -hmm. and how to answer questions, and how is local different than organic, or, or how they all blend, or whatever it may be. But there's a lot of resources out there, because incredibly, people still are needing information on this. Mm-hmm. And particularly as things become more seasonally aware, and that whole local and seasonal aspects. I, I was talking to a woman who runs a food truck, buys a lot of local stuff in Madison, and it was early March, and she had the food truck up for the first day. And Somebody asked her, Well, how much of this is seasonal and local? And she's like, Not yet. You know, she had some greens or something. I mean, she was honest. And yeah. uh, but on the flip side, people assume you're gonna get that
1: right. y- y-
0: all the time here in Wisconsin mm-hmm. or even in California. There's still seasons of Correct. things.
1: And we as business owners assume that our customers know all these things. That's a really good point. And by <laughs> answering these questions in advance, you know that about yourself and you can answer. That question then when that situation comes up, no, we don't have greens yet or or produce yet because, and you're prepared to go with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's, again, there's a story there that we, just because of industrial ag and and everything available Mm -hmm. 24-7, we've lost, but you're saying that can be a selling point is the fact that you don't have it 24-7.
1: Correct. And next week I'm going to bring the strawberries and, and, Mm -hmm. and. That's great. Yeah. That's great. This will help prepare you for all those situations by knowing in advance and you've already answered your own questions and those of others by going through these 5 Ws and the H.
0: What uh and I would think too your story would change over time in mm-hmm. that it Oh, I'm definitely just thinking, well, I don't know we've been at this a while now so things are different. Sure. Yeah, my story is different. Yeah, my age is a little different, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I'm uh,
1: not in a bad good way. It's just, it's just different, right? right? Uh, business is a growing thing, just like anything else. And so those questions, that branding has to be revisited, perhaps redone, you know, at intervals throughout your business. You know, maybe you might decide every three years we're going to refresh this. Maybe every five years. Um, uh, that's. That reviewing is one of my steps on here, is to always go back and reread what your five W's and H are so that you don't forget them. Um, You don't forget how you're going to treat your clients, your customers. Um, uh, And maybe your, your branding is going to stay the same and you just need to review it to remind yourself or maybe reviewing it to update it. But another step to that, once you have defined those five W's and your H, is to then go forth with that visual presence. Um, And I'm going to use an example. Uh, Let's say we have a farm and we've painted our barn this gorgeous, bright royal blue. It's kind of different. Or maybe your farm came with that, whatever. Um, and so we're going to open a blueberry business, and we're going to call it Royal Blue Ridge. I would go back to my five W's and my H and match all of my questions. Um, okay, we've got this blue barn. That's going to be our unique characteristic. We're going to carry that blue into our logo, into the banner on our web page, into the bunting on our farm market. That would be one step of setting up your brand according to those five W's and the H. After you've used that information to determine your visual presence, you can then go on and take it to the other aspects of your business. Um, You can look back at your questions, your five W's and the H, and how am I planning to treat my target market? Well, my target market I have figured is going to be this person, so of course I want to treat them this way. You can take that to every aspect of your business. And I would think that would
0: also tie into visually how you present yourself too. And exactly. this, one, this one's a little tricky sometimes because, mm-hmm. I mean, we even joke about it at our place. We have sort of farm mode and guest mode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Definitely. laughs> and they're very different because... Yeah how you are day-to-day working on the farm may visually be completely different yep. than when you go mm-hmm. to market. And that's okay, right? I mean, you're, you're creating a image that both represents yourself, but is also what somebody would want to see or what mm-hmm. they expect. Yep, not, definitely. Not totally mud-soaked. I mean, it, it's funny because often when I'm doing something representing the farm and the b and B, I'll take... I have an apron that I don't use in the kitchen. You know, it's like a jean apron, but it my mother-in-law's Soda logos on. And it's very clean and crisp.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I'll wear it because it's enough to tie whatever I'm wearing together. Like, oh, she's here for a reason. Oh, she's in a kitchen, you know. Uh-huh. And oh, it's clean. That helps too. But uh, that's an easy one that probably anybody can do as well. But it, it's important because one thing, one of my pet peeves, for example, at uh, – farmers markets is sunglasses. And I know it's bright and I know it might be going down on you but when you are wearing sunglasses you're people can't see your eyes. Do you, you know it, it, a it, it, it's a different connection, Yeah, I mean yeah. on the beach it's fine oh, socially it's fine. Yeah. But it's one of those little things we just don't think about mm-hmm. until you're on the other side. Or it, it's not even conscious. Or it's not yep. like somebody I'm not going to talk to them because they're wearing sunglasses, but it's a totally different experience For where sure. you're talking to somebody, particularly you don't know, mm-hmm. and you can't look them in the eye. And I'm like, trust me, squint and you'll sell more yeah, or you'll at least develop more uh, long-term that's relationships very good. there.
1: That comes back to um, the idea that branding is not just your business name, not just your logo. In fact, it's not even anything necessarily completely visual. It's the complete feeling someone gets. When they are associated with your business. So when you are looking at someone eye to eye without being blocked by a sunglass, you're establishing a very personal relationship with them. That person's going to feel really good, really special, and without even realizing it's all this subliminal... <laughs> <laughs> you bet. <laughs> ...message that people are receiving, and it makes a difference. Excellent. So, Di, can you take us through the four... Tips to establish yeah. your brand again um, to take us the f- home. The first one was that define your five W's and the H. Get that done before you do anything else. The second one is from that information, then determine your visual presence. And, and don't wear sunglasses. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your visual presence in every aspect, whether it's um, your logo or the the condition of your farm, um, your truck that you're delivering things in your booth at the market. Um, maybe the bag that you're stamping your name on that type of thing all plays together in creating your brand. And sometimes we think, well, you know, I can't afford to get a brand new truck. I I have to drive this, you know, 1990s Ford, whatever. Um, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That can be your quaintly, eclectic vehicle. <laughs> um, clean it up. You, you know, Just vacuum out the interior a little bit and put your name on it. And you can highlight that in a positive way. Think creatively. Um, the last one, again, was that last one, one of reviewing the brand that you established back in step one, looking back at it often. Sometimes we get so busy with our daily farm life that we forget, and um, you may look back at that and say, oh yeah, I was going to really highlight our farm as a family farm, and so I should be talking more to the children when they come, that type of thing. I love how sometimes farmers, we should
0: all probably do this, is taking some time during the winter to retreat. Mm-hmm. If it's literally a retreat or yeah. you 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 have a farm partner, get off site and, and go through all this stuff. Because what I find too is there's opportunity for for efficient repetition, do you know? Mm-hmm. Or if you that's what I think with some thought can be very time saving for farms is a, you don't necessarily have to like reshoot the whole tomato canning scene every Correct. year. Do you know what I mean yeah. but you did something that was particularly good or you posted a recipe this year. You can do it next year again, too, or mm-hmm. add some freshness to it, but you don't have to reinvent the whole farming wheel. branding wheel every year or Correct. photo lab yeah. or whatever else. There's ways yeah. to uh, keep it going. Yeah.
1: Terrific. Yeah. All right. We have one more. Yeah. I, that was Bonus. three. Yeah. <laughs> the last one um, is be consistent. Oh, sure. And that's huge um, with your brand. Um, consistent in all ways, whether it's, you know, the the color blue that the Royal Blue Ridge used, if they used Royal one time and Navy the next, that's not going to do it. You have to be consistent. And then also on your social media presence. Um, if you portray one mode of yourself on Facebook, but then some completely different on another that's not going to be consistent Um, always whatever you do align examine it and align it with what you have determined your brand to be so those are the four great all right
0: stay tuned more from die in our next episode thank you thanks for listening to our in her boots podcast i'm your host lisa kiverist with the moses in her boots project This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kivrist of techsocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.